At the end of the day, when you're all alone in the dark, the only thing that counts is this, the law. And you will be alone when you swear to uphold these ideals. For most of us, there's only dust in the streets. For the few of us that survived to old age, the proud loneliness of the long walk. A walk that every judge must take outside these city walls, into the unknown, and there spend your last remaining days taking law to the lawless. This is what it means to be a judge. This is the commitment I expect. Judgment time. Hello and welcome to Dread or Dead. I'm Dave and I'm here with Adam the Computer. Adam, how are you going? Doing good, Dave. It's good to be back here in the mega city. It is the streets of the mega city and the and the, <laughs> the streets are running red with blood tonight as we cover Judge Death, one of Dread's most iconic adversaries. Uh, if not the most iconic. Uh, it's a big one. Um, we're doing uh, Judge Death and then Judge Death Lives and also Young Death. Uh, now, Adam, was this your first ever time reading Judge Death? Are you aware of him at all? Yeah, I mean, uh, he was kind of one of the interesting visuals that kind of got me interested in Judge Dredd, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I always liked the evil, you know, he's not necessarily the evil version of Judge Dredd, but he's like, Visually, he just looks like the opposite, you know, like Bizarro yes. or Reverse Flash. Yeah. Um, I think I've read a little bit of him in one of the Batman crossovers. I think he was uh, in the yes. second or the third one. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I think he was actually in the one that had the best art. I think it was uh, Critchlaw or something. But, um, yeah, it was fun to explore the character here. Yeah, man. I mean, this is – we're going back to basics. We're going back to the source, which is um, – Brian Boland's artwork uh, in the original storylines, the first two storylines of Judge Death, and um, I can tell this is out there. When I got in 2000 AD, which was in the mid to late 80s, um, they were putting out the 2000 AD monthly, with the, which was sort of the best of storylines, and, and I got my hands on ones that had the Judge Death stories, and I just couldn't believe how good they were. You know, like... Uh, for example, few run so eagerly to judgment. That 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 comment when that guy runs into the hand, <laughs> he just he just annihilates him. Um, for me, I think as you say, he's the dark funhouse mirror to Judge Dredd's world. It's where Judge Dredd's been turned up, uh, even a, a few more notches from Dredd's world to Dead World, where the where the you know life itself is a crime. You know, and it's just so awesome. Like, I just... I... Yeah, and uh, we were talking a little bit before about how similar the uh, uh, the Batman Who Laughs ended up oh, looking yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> Seems like a bit of a borrow. Yeah, like, I, like the thing with it is that you you see Judge Death and honestly, sometimes... You know, you look at Batman Who Laughs and you're like, there's such a massive visual similarity there. You know, like, it's just so obvious and so massive. And how they don't get sued is is what amazes me. You know, just, just forget about story. Like, forget about story. Comics is a visual medium. And it's just so close. You know, and, and, and funnily enough, I mean, Judge Death, they know to use Judge Death sparingly. At, at 2000 AD. Like, they use him, mm. 
But it's not every week. If only DC would get that message with Batman Who Laughs, you know? Yeah, I think they eventually did. But yeah, for a year or two, it was like, you know, he was the big Justice League villain. And it's like, God, like, I liked him initially. I thought he was kind of, you know, kind of fun. But then it's like they way overused that character. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, it's it, it it's nuts basically, but um, but we're focusing in on Judge Death, and um, for those who don't know, when did he debut? It must have been the very early eighties, I would suggest. Um, what are you? You're reading this in the case files, aren't you, Adam? Yeah, and you know, I actually um, was surprised how thick these books are. Oh, but yeah, like, but they look like, like what, uh, yeah. phone books or arc or the um, yeah, they're awesome. the DC or Marvel Essentials, I guess, is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, they're they're awesome these books, but um, you, obviously you only had to read them. Now the first one is Judge Death, uh, script by John Wagner, art by Brian Boland, that is by Tom Frame. Originally appeared in 2000 D Progs 149 to 151, and for our US listeners, a reminder that the storylines are only about, say, six pages or so. Let me count them out. One, two, three, four, five pages. Five black and white pages uh, in the first issue of Judge Death. And isn't it amazing how much information and cool moments they managed to pack into five pages? See, I, uh, mine's not black and white, I guess. Oh, um, you've got the colour reprints, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah. it was not originally color then. Okay. No, it was originally black and white by Brian Boland when they when they were launching them in the states. Uh, in in they sort of put them into the regular comic book size and they colorized them. Oh, okay. Cool. And uh, honestly, I think they look better as black and white. Um, now I'll take us through the first storyline. Um, such a great, great. I love to go back to the origins of characters at times, like classic characters. You see how they, how fully formed or not fully formed they are on first arrival. Mm-hmm. Judge Death is fully formed. Um, you've got Tiny the Tap, who's uh, damn dumb judges. Ha, they'll never catch Tiny the Tap. And then you see a figure, what looks like a normal judge, silhouette, and then Judge Death. And, and, and Tony the Tap says... Um, Satan's breath, your face, you're no ordinary judge, you. And then you see him come in and he just reaches his hand through his into his heart. My name is Death and I have come to judge you. I mean, such a great yeah. visual. Yeah, of course, uh, and I'm kind of comparing the first image of Judge Death to the page before, which is of Judge Dredd. Yes. And you can kind of see how they adapted his costume, like Judge Dredd has an eagle. Mm. Um, Judge Death seems to have like a Skull. like a bat or a pterodactyl instead. Yes. Um, and then on the other side, Dredd has like an armor, like shoulder pad, and mm. Judge Death has like a bone one, which yep. is kind of cool. And, and then, then his... obviously he has the skull where the badge would be. Yeah, and uh, the um, his helmet almost looks like it's like the, the gate to like an old castle or something that would come up and down. Yeah, it's um, Yeah, it's pretty cool design. It's a great design, Brian Boland, um, still knocking it out of the park. Um, and then it flashes to when the body was found, Top Lawman, Judge Red was called in. Um, it's time to the tap. We were chasing him when we lost him in this maze. When we found him, he was dead. There's no mark on him, but look at his face. It looks like he died of terror. And then they investigate the body and they see decaying skin uh, on the on the body. And, and see the tech judge? Do you remember that guy... Last time, who the tech judge who had the stuff on his ears, remember the mm-hmm. metal things? Whereas this guy's got like a helmet on that says tech. Um, 
Yeah, so I just thought that was interesting to note. Yeah, well, yeah, it's cool to see them having set up that um, kind of world building way back here. Yeah, definitely. And this would have been around 1980, I think. Um, all right. Yeah, well, if you think about it, 149 weekly comic, that's almost three years. And it started and he in started in 77, right? Yeah. 77, in the, in the height of the punk era. Mm-hmm. I fought the law and the law won. You know that song? <laughs> I used to love that song. Yeah, um, good it, band. Yeah, and let, very uh, reminiscent of a Judge Red because the law does win all the time. You yeah. know, with Red. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we got some feedback on last show, um, you know, where the Total War thing, you know, where I was. You remember a couple of times I, I drew listeners back to the flag and the dangers of terrorism, you know? Yes. And, and, and um, yeah, one of my friends reached out and said, yeah, one second you're rabidly pro-authoritarian and the next second you're milk toast liberal. And I was just like, okay, well. Oh, know. so this is not like a, a nice <laughs> comment. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a little barbed, but, but, no, but it was I a shot. I mean, it was a shot, yeah, it was a shot, which I enjoyed. A shot across the, shot across yeah. the bow, kind of wakes you up, kind of makes you Keeps alive. Keeps you humble. Yeah. Well, not really, not for me. Humble. <laughs> I, I, I let I let go of humble a long time ago. You know, <laughs> I saw that as surplus to the mission, Adam. You know, that yeah. was that was not needed. What's needed is confidence, a little bit of arrogance, a little bit of Caesar. You know, from his throne. I think you got that covered. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I'd hope so. Um, yeah. So anyway, as we as we carry on, I do like to see the judges, all the all the lawmasters, when they're riding along. Um, mm-hmm. you know, just, just, a, just a great visual. Then we go to sort of the DJ booth with that guy with the, like the fake eyes. He's so awesome. This guy who, yeah. who put the boop on best Brown's boots, who put the glop on my zigger, zinger, zinger, zang. And then he's like, he's loving it. Like it's like a big dance party. And, was, and then judge death comes up. He's like, Oh my soul. My name is death. I have come to judge you. And he's like, please, I'm just a harmless button jock. <laughs> Do not be afraid. Dying is good. Dying is easy. I just stick my hand in and squeeze. And what a great visual of seeing the guy with the big eyes. Yeah, does it kind of you know? It looks like his eyes are bulging out because he's getting his heart squeezed. But really, he's just got the glasses on. But it's kind of a fun picture. Um, yeah. And yeah, just looking at this makes me sad that we don't um, have this vast library of Brian Bolland like interiors to you know do sure. or sure. read. Outside of, I don't know, he probably did a lot more Dread than anything else, but... Well, um, there is, his Dread, it's not tons, but he definitely mm-hmm. did enough to fill up one sort of decent-sized hardcover, and which which I've got, actually, the Brian Boland oh. Judge Dread, but, nice. you, like, it's, is it just because it took him so long, do, do yeah. you think? Like, he was just... I so think so. Time. I have a book by him called, um, well, not by him, but it's the uh, the DC covers of Brian Boland. Mm. And, you know, he did so many great covers through the years that it's really cool to have that hardcover. Um, I also, I don't know if you've ever read Camelot 3000. I own it, but I haven't read it, yeah. It's really good, you know, beautiful artwork, of course, by him. Yeah, no, it's good stuff, is it? Like, and Mike Barr on writing duties. <laughs> I do want to do it on the show, actually. Um, but, yeah, I guess for him, the money was to be made in covers, you know? Yeah, you see that a lot, um, which, you know, good for them, but it just... Sometimes it's nice to see these guys on interiors too. Well, yeah, and you can tell by his Judge Dread stuff that he can do sequential artwork. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's not a question. And then, then we see, um, there he is, dressed like a judge or a mockery of one. Have you come to witness judgment? 
We've come to slam your butt in pokey, mister. Uh, is that Dredd who says that? Because it doesn't... Oh, no, that was Ross. Because then he's Ross. Stay back. And then Ross has got the lawgiver, like, pointed right at Judge Jethan, and then he just gets the hand sliced through the neck. Rapid fire. Blow his bones away. Um, and you see the Judge Death survives that. Um, you cannot kill what does not live. I have come to bring law to this city. My law. The law of death. As, as, as like, a teenager, I was just... I just love the fact that Judge Death seemed kind of unstoppable. You know, he wasn't like a regular villain. Yeah, that is cool. Um, it's something that I don't think we've really seen in what we've covered so far. No, and I think that um, this was what makes Judge Death a bit different from many a Judge Red villain. Obviously, there have been supernatural villains in Dread. Actually, I remember Satan himself turns up and he gets locked in a mm. cube. Um, but overall, Judge Dredd deals more with street crime and, and crazy shit but not actually supernatural forces such as Judge Death, you know? Um, so I think it's very interesting. And and the way he's just, he's like a dark mirror version of, of Dread's world is also, I think, fascinating, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, just like what could have gone wrong with uh, Dread's world. Yeah. Well, is it where Dread's world would turn up? When, when, yeah. Like, if you think about it for a second, and Total War... You know the, the 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 judges do have a pretty iron grip on the populace, you know, like they yeah, they sure. they're not they're not softies. Um, so anyway, then we have Judge Death gets back up again. Um, bullets don't don't stop him. Switch to incendiary, rapid fire, and then they see him go up like a human torch, and they burn the body, and then you see the spirit go out, and, and you see that like um. That little, it almost looks like Venom in the Venom movie, you know, when he's when he comes out of the neck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead, it's uh, it's Judge Death, and uh, you see the spirit, and he's saying, "All will be judged," and it just blew away. Um, and there's too much we don't know about Judge Death. We better start finding out. And quick, it doesn't look like he's taking any prisoners. And then we see the first appearance of one of my favorites, Judge Anderson. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool how you have Judge Death and Judge Anderson appearing. I think this would be two separate issues, but um, back to back like that. Back to back, and sh and she comes in. Save your breath. I've already read you. Can't hide your guilty secrets from a telepath, you know. And Dredd says, "I have no guilty secrets." Typically, I uh, just can't take a joke. I'll judge Dredd, really, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and then she's like, "So this is our mystery judge, eh? You might want to get in touch with him so you can zap him with a few verbals." Okay, I'm with the show. And you see, um, he, he say, must you be so flippant? PSI judges are highly strung. Shh. Um, so it, it is good, though. From the very beginning, we have Judge Anderson, kind of a more lighthearted approach. Yeah, I was going to say I like that a lot because we don't see a lot of, or I haven't seen a lot of, you know, lighthearted character in here. No, she's definitely one of the one of the most lighthearted. And um, and she she's going... Um, She's sort of communing, I think, with with Judge Death. I have crossed the dimension span to bring justice to your world. You are all guilty. You must be punished according to the law. What law? What crime have we committed? You call yourself judges and you dare to ask me that the crime is life. Um, yeah, and she's almost compelled to do what he says, right? Like, yes. open the window. Yeah, indeed. And, um, yeah, that's right. And then she's saying, I'm beat. That creep's mind power was strictly overload. He must be working on direct current. And as you say, he then he then comes to the window. 
she can't fight him, and then he goes in and basically possesses her because he needs a receptive oh, mind. Sorry, I was ahead of you. I think a little bit. No, oh, you're right. Um, so yeah, he he possesses he and, and what fantastic artwork by Brian Boland on these issues too. Yeah, know? for sure. Like she's she's a, a beautiful woman. Oh yeah, she's beautiful, and just just the, the whole way the whole way he does it, like uh, it's amazing. And so then we get. Um, this is this is a really interesting issue, um, and I want to get your views on this. So basically, in essence, she takes the skeleton, uh, and he's um, she's trying to fight him, and she's she's linking up with Dread, correct? But she takes the skeleton. Where is she actually trying to take the skeleton? To um, the, oh, she takes it from the morgue, uh, and she kicks one of the morgue workers out a window, which was yes, kind of cool. Yes, um, she's. Taking him to like rebuild his body, I think. Right. The dead fluids heal my body. Soon I will occupy it and continue my work, Judge Anderson. Think again. Again, you defy me. It is useless. I can create another body. Um, he then re enters Anderson, uh, smashes Dread in the face, and then she's like, Now, Dread, do it. Uh, the, the Boing Tin. And um, so basically, he, she'd been telling Dread. She kept saying "boing," and then he he puts it on her, seals her in the boing with Judge Death within her, and then it says the plastic cocoon was shaped with special boing cutters and placed in a position of honor in the Justice Department Hall of Heroes. The menace of Judge Death would never again be let loose upon the mega city. Judge Anderson, supreme sacrifice, a monster dwells within her, and then she's left in the she's left in the Hall of Heroes. Pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. And you know, I read this and I was like, "Well, she comes back, right?" But she of course, back. I you know, I knew that. But very cool ending to the story. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, you know, just a fantastic um, uh, way. Yeah, basically just um, a fantastic opening salvo from Judge Death. And the way they leave it, it, it is nicely positioned in comic books that at any point you can you can um, continue that storyline. You know. Yeah, and another thing I was going to mention is that her being on display like that kind of reminds me of our other show, mm. uh, The Legion Outpost, where when Karate Kid dies, they kind of leave him in like a display like that, which I thought was kind of kind of cool. Kind of neat, isn't it? Now, um, I do want to mention, I'm reading mine in the Dread vs. Death uh, Rebellion cover that came out, like, God, 15 years ago when they did the Dread vs. Death game. I... Oh, what what game... It was a PC game called Dread vs. Death. Yeah, um, and, cool. yeah, when they put that out, they just put out a very slender Judge Death uh, collection, and I just picked it up at the time. I, I do have it in... Um, I do have it in uh, um, uh, case files as well, but it was just easy to pull off the shelf. And, and I do like going to the Dread shelf every now and then and just selecting one. Stuff that I've had for many years, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. The good old Dread shelf. There's a couple of Dread shelves, actually. Um, Sometimes I yeah. find um, I don't enjoy a story as much if I'm not reading it in the same format as when I first experienced it. So, really? like, um, my first trade I ever bought was uh, DC One Million. Yes. And I have the omnibus, and I like the omnibus, but it's just something about the specific pages that are included in that original trade. Yeah. Um, you know the way it's all beat to hell and everything. I just yeah. enjoy looking at that more. Yeah. No, I, I hear, man. I hear that. I hear that wholeheartedly. I mean, I, I've kept um, a couple of trades from the 80s when I originally bought them, Punisher, Circle of Blood. I, I bought that probably 86, you know, and, like, mm. you know, roughly, roughly, and I still have that on my shelf. You know, 
I'll have to prize that from my cold, dead hands, you know? <laughs> when, when, when the government comes, they're going to, you know, I'll be bunkered down deep in the foxhole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was going to say, even in the time of, you know, Dread, you know, comic yeah. books get outlawed. So maybe Dread himself will come pull it from your dead hands. Yeah, well, he would too. That's the thing with Dread. <laughs> you know, if, you know yeah. if Joe Dread knocks on your door, it's bad news. Have you ever seen in the comics we've done crime sweeps? Have you ever, have you seen them do that, the judges? Every now and then they'll do a crime blitz and they'll just go into a block and, and just raid people's houses and just look for stuff and just... It's to instill fear in the populace. Um, <laughs> and they'll just go... You know, because most people, if you go with a you know toothpick through their lives, you can find something where they're in breach of something. And they just oh, do yeah. that. And they just do a crime blitz on the on the block and just work the floors, bang, 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 bang. And it's just to make sure the citizens stay scared of the judges. That's pretty uh, interesting. I love it. If I was running the cops, that's what I'd be doing too. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> believe it. <laughs> um, now, Judge Death Lives um, is the next one. This was uh, Progs 224 to 228, which is roughly a year in weekly comics. Like So roughly a year passed. Before they did this one, do you want to take us through this one? Yeah, um, sure. Brian Boland again on art duties, and Alan Grant and John Wagner. That TB Grover was one of their nom de plumes. That was when John Wagner and Alan Grant were working together. Um, you there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you went a little quiet, but yeah, when, when you said uh, Alan Grant and um, who? When Alan Grant and John Wagner were working together, they used various non-diplumes, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so T.B. Grover is them working together. Oh, okay, T.B. Grover. That's yeah, cool. she's the writer. Uh, just one second, I'm getting to the page, and here we go. Uh, there we are. Okay, so this one, uh, mine uh, starts with this really cool cover with uh, Brian Ballin cover where Judge Death is coming out of her eyes. It's really uh, interesting cover, but this is uh, Judge Dredd from Eagle Comics, issue three, so mm-hmm. probably not an original image, I guess. Um, but yeah, we see uh, Judge Anderson is on display, and there's like a museum tour mm-hmm. um, where she's being honored. Uh, and one of the guests there is, uh, we get the idea that he's kind of working for some other foul purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gets in there and he cuts her out of the, uh, what do we call it? Uh, Splood, what was it called? Boing. Boing, out of the Boing. Uh, And then he's able to escape through this hole in the Boing. Uh, His soul is, at least, that's Judge Death, I guess, is Mm -hmm. able to escape Anderson's body. Mm -hmm. And he inhabits this guy that helped him escape. Yep. And he's just, like, murdering people with this laser tool that he got into the Boing with. Uh, But the good news is that they're able to get um, Judge Anderson out of the Boing now. Yes, um, yes, they are, because um, Dredd says that there's... Don't be a fool, man. Judge Death is long gone. Um, so she, Anderson comes out, and there must have been a lot of good reader response on Anderson, don't you think? Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, uh, yeah. and of Judge, Judge Death, of course, as well. Uh, but yeah, so we see that uh, the guy who helped Judge Death escape 
was his family was being held captive by three other dark judges, which are Judge. Uh, let me see if I can remember. Mm. Judge uh, is it Judge Famine, Judge Mortis, and Judge Flame or Judge Fire? Uh, judge Fear is the one with the sort of like the Fear. the helmet with the sort of bat symbols or whatever they are on the sides. Judge Fire with the um with fire the, with the pitchfork. <laughs> And Judge yeah. Mortis, yeah. Judge, I always like Judge Mortis. Um, I like them all. They're, they're so distinctive, like such a beautiful selection of looks, you know? Yeah, they're all super creepy. The one you were saying, Judge Mortis, has like um, like a cattle skull. Yeah. That's which is yeah. kind of neat, yeah. I also like Judge Fire. That's such a perfect image, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's very, um, very creepy. Um, let's see. So they kill the guy that... Uh, helped Judge Death escape. I'm not. Really, oh, they basically transform his body, don't they? So yeah, that he's yeah, like yeah. the new. Yeah. Rest uh, in peace, citizen. Your guilt will soon be purged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, did this guy really think the judges, these judges, were going to, you know, like uh, spare his wife? Um, yeah, seems unlikely. Like they didn't even wait for him to get back. <laughs> no, they <laughs> just they just killed him straight away. They just don't care. You know, they're they're the classic. Uh, the, the, the foited touch of Judge Mortis brings decay, and then the guy's just massively decayed. The body is ripe. Let the do, dead fluids ro- uh, flow over it. <laughs> so it seems like they have, like, different abilities? Well, Judge Fire can turn things to fire. Judge Fear can... Um, he opens up his thing, and then he shows you the true face of fear, and people die through fright, and Judge Mortis, when he touches you, decays you. So yeah, they do. And have, I guess Judge Death is he can reach into telepathy? your heart and well, he can reach oh. into your heart and squeeze your heart and kill you that way. Okay. And yeah, he does have. They all have, I think, uh, telepathic abilities. But Judge Death's the most powerful. He's the leader. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, yes, yeah, so they uh, get Judge Death a new body, mm. and they go out and they're causing havoc. Um, they uh, they have this force field. I guess they don't go out. They stay in and they have this force field around the headquarters that they're at and judges are like running into it and blowing up their their bikes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's awesome. Uh, I like the when they go into the thing and they go, gate crashes, judges, it's a raid. And it goes, oh my life, they're not judges. You are real guilty. The sentence is death. <laughs> like you cannot run from justice lawbreakers. You see, Judge Fire just blaze out with the fire and just burn all those people. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they're having some kind of like. Um, it it's almost a, looks like it's like a prohibition type party. Yeah, um, so this is like just, a cocktail party. And then I'll say this for Henry Boy: he sure knows how to make his parties go out with a hick bang. And then, um, uh, ain't that right, Palsy? And then it says, "Gaze into the face of fear," and you see, uh. You, they, then you see you Judge Fear's power, and the guy just dies of massive uh, fear. Yeah, he, uh, you know, kind of an obvious comparison, but reminded me of like Ghost Rider. Yeah, 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 with uh, with the penance stare. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, we have a bunch of people running out of the building. I'm not sure what. Oh, they like run into the shield, which causes them to like disintegrate. Yep, terrible carnage, dread. Must be fifty dead on the shield, and they keep coming. 50, don't talk to me about 50. It's the other 70,000 in that block I'm worried about. Typical dread. He's, he's not interested in just like a bit of collateral damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. He's not like Batman or Superman where it's like, yeah. you know, even one dead yeah. is like a big deal. He's just like, 
Look, as long as we can save most everybody, that's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, he deals on the big scale, you know? Like, yeah. he, he his, his responsibility is to the city itself, to the law. To the law. Um, <laughs> then we have a great double-page spread. This city is guilty. The crime is life. The sentence is death. And we have all the four dark judges all there. And don't they look fantastic? I mean... They do. It's a great pinup. Yeah, it is a fantastic pinup. Hey, uh, real quick, my kid is throwing yes. a fit about not wanting to go to bed. I hope it's not coming through too much. No, no, no worries at all. Do you need to go and deal with it? You can. No, my wife's home dealing with it, but she's just kind of afraid of bedtime right now. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't going to be like a pest. No, no, it's all, all fine, man. Understandable, okay. dude. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't... But anyway, continuing... Um, the judges are being attacked by yes. uh, Peanut Park. But, you know, they're pretty formidable and they can take out anybody that comes up against them. Mm. And we see here I, one of my favorite scenes where this guy's like, you're a guilty. They'll kill us. Run. You cannot run from justice. <laughs> and you see, you see Judge Fire's hand go around the corner. If you see that on that page, and then he just he gets the guy in like a big bear hug and just totally burns him to death. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure which one you're on, actually. Which page? Um, it's Judge Death Lives Part 3 uh, on, the, on the first page of Part 3. So the one after the double-page pin-up where, where the guy's like, they'll kill us, run. On, so on the, the bottom right-hand corner, and you see Judge Fire's hand stretching around the corner. And then hmm. it's after Judge Mortis says, you are all guilty. So the, the first page of Part 3. Can you see that? Hmm, sorry, no. It's it's before he punches uh, Judge Fear in the face, right? Yes, 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 yes. It is it is it is well before that actually. Um I might be missing a page. Yeah, I think you are. I think you dude, I th it feels like you're missing uh, are, are you missing the one where it says um you've got the pin up where it says this city is guilty the crime is life the sentence is death. Have you got that? Yeah. Yeah, and the next one's in Peanut Park, the next page. Right, I, I think you're missing... That's weird. I think you're missing a whole... Oh, okay. Well, take us through it then. Okay, so... Um, right, so we have the pin-up. The next one is in Carter Block. And it's basically just a continuation of the one where they're, they're, everyone's running to the shield and stuff. And so people are all running away from the Dark Judges. This guy runs into fires. I've said he burns him. Then you get the great... Uh, one of the most uh, iconic ones is where this guy's in the shower. He's like, Martha, what's the racket out there? If I have to come out to you... And then you see Judge Death go, greetings. I have come to cleanse you. And he just puts his hand through the guy's heart. Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, Judge Death ain't alone. He's got three killing cousins in there with him. That's Anderson. Um, uh, then we get Peanut Park. We'll hold them off in Peanut Park. Here they come. Ready, city death. Let judgment continue. And you see they're all firing upon the Dark Judges, but of course that has no no impact at all. And it says Panic Reigns in Peanut Park. Yeah, we have Panic Reigns in Peanut Park. Nothing can save us now. Um, and then we have, there's a P PSI shield. They're using some kind of psychic wave generator. The only way through is to deflect the waves. And you reckon you can do it? Um, you don't have a rat like death camping out in your brain without picking up a few trips. I know I can do it. Come on. And so... Um, Dread and Anderson go through the force shield, um, 
And, yeah, and then you see Judge Jeff say Anderson, so he knows it. Um, so pretty interesting. And then we have, do you want to take us through this one? I think it's the final chapter. Well, Judge Death Lives, and you have, it starts off with a great visual by Brian Boland of Dread and Anderson going through. Yeah, I'll uh, pick up from there, yeah. So they, uh, like you said, great visual here of them, like, cutting through this uh, field. Uh, and then uh, we see all the judges with a pile of bodies, um, and they're coming out to deal with Anderson. Uh, first, they come across Judge, I think we said Judge Fire, right? Mm-hmm. And it looks like he takes him out with like a can of uh, what is, oh that's a can of boing he throws at him, but it doesn't doesn't work. No, um, and he On takes Judge Fire. It is useless. <laughs> yeah, and then he kind of oh okay high explosive bullets rip away an overhead walkway, and it kind of takes down what Judge um, Death or Judge Fire is standing on, um, and they're able to get past him. Mm-hmm. Um, next, they come across Judge Fear. And he says, gaze into the face of fear. And for a moment, the icy chill of terror courses down Dread's spine. The shock of the gaze can kill an ordinary man, but Dread is a judge and judges are not ordinary men. And Dread says, gaze into the fist of Dread. And he punches right through his One of the most iconic uh, images in 2000 AD in Judge Dread, that, that particular panel. Um, and there is a reworked version of that panel, which is the cover or the, the background photo of the Dread or Dead Facebook page. It was sort of a, like a modern, you know, remake of that. Of that, that's one of the most iconic Judge Dread moments. Did you like that when you read it? Oh yeah, it was very cool. Um, I thought I heard a bit of trivia about it, um, maybe being, you know, kind of something that Ballin just came up with and. I don't know. I think it might have been in that 2080 documentary on Amazon. Right. Yeah. But uh, I wish I remembered the trivia. But anyway. It's great um, stuff. It's great, great stuff. And then, and then you say, yeah, in Sinners Retreat, they'll work, they'll work on this beauty. Fools, you cannot kill what doesn't live. Um, his spirit forms are escaping. Forget it. The shield's all that matters. This is dread. Shield is down. Hit the Billy Carter block with everything you got. Um, so then it's just like full on. The next page, it's uh, assault squads move in, and you just see the absolute carnage as the Justice Department unleashes uh, on the on 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 the block. And you see the weapons are too powerful; we must flee. Judge Fear's body has been rendered useless, but his spirit still lives. Take me. We are united. You see him like I like the way he's kind of there on Judge Death's brain, kind of thing. You see, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, let us go. Uh, below in the me- in the mezzanine, the fourth dark judge flickers. Then he too is gone. Um, they've lambed out Judge Judge Fear too back to their own world. But for how long, Anderson? They'll return again unless we stop them. Unless we follow them to their dimension and destroy them. So that that is insane. That's where that's a big call by Judge Red to say we're gonna we're actually gonna tail them to their own dimension. That's pretty full on. Yeah, and uh, this dead world that they go to is pretty cool. Um... It almost looks like these would be like inhuman people, but later on we found out you know they're regular human people. But yeah. there's you know just bones everywhere from all the the death and destruction. Yeah, no, it's crazy, and they're all and they're all crying out, "We didn't deserve to die." You have the power in us, and you can help us. Revenge, revenge! Out of my head, it's too much. Um, and yeah, it's just insane. Um, they are coming. They must die. Come up with any ideas yet, Dread? Not a one. We'll just have to play this by year, Anderson. 
And then they just like fire upon them, let them have it. Your bullets cannot defeat us. And you see that massive uh, uh, pitchfork go into Dredd's shoulder pad, which is luckily just there, just burns into him. Um, and then the, the gun melts. Uh, even on your world, my mind was too strong for your punic psychic power. Here we can crush your mind. And then Anderson basically, she is kind of like a conduit to all the millions of people who died. And then she she says, let the judges be judged. You are guilty. The sentence is death, death. And then you see this great visual where judge, I always like this one where judge death's like, you know, when they're screaming, you see judge death's like mouth so open. Yeah, it's <laughs> almost like his skull's going to split in two. Yeah. And then the the, the bones crumple. It's over, Dredd. They'll never trouble us again. And then Dredd's like, they're still troubling me. Give me a hand with this pitchfork, Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. Um, and then she's like, after this, I think I'll put him for that sick leave. After this, I may just join you, Anderson. Um, and that wraps it up. Now, obviously, the Jack judges do come back. But um, as as a two-punch blast, what did you think of the the origin of Judge Death or the first appearance of Judge Death and then the first appearance of the Dark Judges in general. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, you know, I think the second story is probably a little more interesting, but, uh, you know, I really liked it and I liked uh, Anderson being introduced as well. You know, she's become a favorite of mine just oh, from these couple cool. stories we read. And she's used well in Judge Dredd uh, and she actually gets her own comics, her own her own sort of storylines as time goes on, but she was always a favorite of mine. It's hard not to like Anderson. You know, um, yeah, for sure, and um, you know, one that I was familiar with because she was in the movie as well. I think the second one. Yes, she was indeed. A good, good recall there, played by Olivia Thurby. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm going to give it for all together for the two. I'm giving it nine point five out of ten. You know, it's a solid score. Yeah, I'm going to go with an eight and a half. Yep. You know, really fun stuff. Yep, and and we then decided now. For for listeners who might be familiar, I mean, most 2000 AD readers and Judge Dredd readers will have read those two issues we've done. They're kind of seminal Dredd um, and Judge Death storylines. But obviously there's quite a few good Judge Death stories. He, he Pretty much every story he's in is good. Now, one of the biggest ones is Necropolis, but I wanted to space it out. And there's a, there's, there's a more recent one, which is Crazy Day of Chaos, which we will eventually do. But I wanted to space it out. And I thought, we'll do something that I've never read, but that was in the magazine, and that's Young Death, Boyhood of a Superhero. Super Fiend, sorry, boy, boy, not a superhero. Boyhood <laughs> of a Super Fiend. Um, and this, I'd never read this. It was collected in the original magazine back in the day. I've always wanted to read it. Uh, um, John Wagner on writing duties, Peter Doherty on art duties. Um, and yeah, and I, and I, uh, I thought... Um, this was a really pleasurable read. Um, Mrs. Gunderson is she? She basically rents out a room, and um, Judge Death is her lodger. And this appears in many storylines after this because he haunts the room, like his his psychic um, memories remain in the room, and um, so he's people come and 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 rent the room with her, but they all they all turn evil because of Judge Death. Um, now I had a quick question actually. Um... On this first page, we see them retrieving a body, and then on the second page, they show this guy. Um, I forget the guy's name, but he's like a reporter type yes. or like a blogger, S- Scooter. Mm. 
is he the dead body on the first page? Because throughout the story, they do later on flash back yes. and yes. forward saying that he's already dead. So I'm assuming yes. this is his body here. Yes, okay. correct. Yes. And that took me a little while to pick up as well. Um, but yeah. Because yeah. I, I know you hate uh, flashbacks, especially when they don't tell you. I, I don't mind flashbacks, but I, I like to be told. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mind a flashback, but I like to be told it's a flashback. And and that's well, not the case here, I would no. say. No, it took me a little while to work. I was like, oh, so this is the guy and he's dead in present time, but then most of it takes place like a week before or something, you know? Yeah. Now, do you want to take us through this one, uh, uh, Adam? Is this, uh, are you comfortable to drive us through this? Yeah, I'll give it my best shot here. Um, basically, this guy Scooter is... Um, he seems like he's, like I said, like a blogger. Yep. Uh, but I got the feeling that he wasn't like, he's not a respected like reporter or anything. It's he's... like tabloid reporting, basically. Yeah. So he goes to this lady's uh, uh, apartment cell and she's looking for JDF. Yeah. I guess would you. Yeah. Um, but we kind of quickly discover that he's there to interview uh, Judge Death, yes. who has been in hiding there. And I, don't you love the image where he's like, greetings, Mr. Scooter, please take a seat. And it's good old Judge Death there, you know. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> creepy. And I actually misread this, uh, one of these opening pages. It says Judge Death created by um, John, what, what's his name, John? John Wagner. John Wagner, and it said created by John Wagner and Brian Bolland. Mm. But I thought it said art by Brian Bolland. Right. And this whole time I was like, this is not Brian Bolland. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you, so, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, so basically, Judge Death wants to tell about his his life. Yeah, right? he, he wants to do an origin story. Now, this all takes place shortly after um, shortly after Necropolis, where basically they killed millions upon millions the Dark Judges, but um, they were eventually defeated. But they did kill many, 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 many you know people. Right, and they kind of talk a bit about, like you said, Necropolis, and uh, we find out that he kind of hid among some of the dead bodies yes. and was, in fact, buried, but got dug up by grave robbers, I think? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So anyway, he kills his grave robbers, and then I think that's kind of like the end of the first chapter here. But, uh, yeah, so we get into the origin in the second chapter. Well, actually, there's a flashback to when he first got his uh, – started staying at the apartment. Yeah, and I, I kept looking at this number, 1336, mm. and I kept thinking that it was supposed to be some kind of, like, pun, but I wasn't getting it. But I don't think it is, right? Like, it seemed so. like there's something significant about that number. The, the old lady's funny how she could barely see or hear. and um, Yeah, she looks she like t- she's wearing, like uh, – uh, magnifying glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's really kind of like you know, old school, like blind and deaf almost. But she never really piece puts together that Judge Death is Judge Death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, she's like got another tenant there, Mr. Peel, and he's just yeah. like gaping because yeah, he he's sees... like, "What the hell?" <laughs> he's trying. Yeah, and he says, "Holy moly, do you know who this is, woman?" <laughs> he says, "Why no, I don't suppose I really know much about Mr. Death." And he says. <laughs> Uh, in a man, are you in business, Mister Death? And in, in a manner of speaking, and that's when he like <laughs> grabs the guy's heart. Yeah, I do the business. Do you, Mister Peel? Something go down the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, and he, we see that the guy, you know, he just stashed the body underneath a bed. Yeah. Uh, 
It's it's good. I I like the art in this. Like it's not like fantastic artwork, but it tells the story kind of nicely. Like in this kind of like almost light hearted way that the story's told. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you know, at the same time, I do like um, if we went back to the pages where they first showed like the destruction from Necropolis. Mm. Yeah. Like there's some really nice like cityscape looking stuff. That yeah, for sure. It's pretty almost realistic looking. Um, Sorry, I logged my... Uh, there we go. Uh, so, basically, he's kind of describing his philosophy, I'd say. Uh, yeah. Telling him about how life is death. Uh, I came to this city on an act of mercy, Mr. Scooter. I'm not sure how to say that. Scooter or Scooter. To bring justice to the guilty, death to the living, relief from the burden of their miserable lives. For all crime is committed by the living, therefore all life must be crime. Love it. So, Love it. he's... Uh, yeah, basically, he almost... He's doing people a favor, yeah, by killing them. Totally, they and, and again, like right. great, great artwork of the city, and then of Judge Death himself too. Like it's a very kind of, it's light-hearted but eerie. Yeah, to me, Adam, it's 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 like a spooky bedtime tale. Like it's it's light-hearted but still quite spooky. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it could almost be like a. A bedtime story type thing <laughs> for a pretty fucked up kid, I guess. I was like, if you told this storyline to your kid, like, what's the reaction going to be? Nightmares for, like, months? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's already having those from Halloween, so this probably wouldn't be good. <laughs> oh, no. Isn't it funny when the kids want to do Halloween and everything, and it's all fun and games and all their friends are there, but the second they're alone in their room, you know? Yeah, exactly. Suddenly the monster's that closing. all over. <laughs> what did she go as um, at Halloween? What was the, did she have a little outfit? Uh, she was Dora the Explorer. Dora the Explorer, that well-known yeah. Halloween character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, she uh, she saw something where it was like a uh, people throwing up into like a trash can type thing, but oh, it was no. like a zombie thing right. where it just kept spraying water. Freaked her out, and I think that's keeping her up. Oh, anyway, no, poor thing. All right. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. where are we here? Judge Death looking yes, out on the city, so... you know, then we've got, we're, we're back to, now do you notice that it's Judge Hershey that's talking? So you remember Judge Hershey from Total War, she's Chief Judge? Uh, the dark-haired yes. judge? And so this is before she was Chief Judge, when she was just a, she was a senior judge, she was probably on the council. Okay, good to know, uh, timeline-wise. Yeah, so they kind of identify that this guy, um, and yeah, this is again where they cut back to the future, where yes. the guy's already dead. Mm. Um, and some of this didn't add up to me. No. Uh, death occurred about an hour before he was dumped in the chem pit. And she said, then it was murder. And he said, not necessarily. There's no sign of a blow, no marks on the body that we can detect. Death mm. bears all the signs of a sudden massive heart attack. So I guess that's just saying that when he's piercing people, that he's not actually like piercing them. He's no, like it's like almost... a spectral hand that goes through into right. your into your body and, and just stops your heart beating. Basically. Okay, so yeah. like a Kitty Pride type deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like a much more murderous, sadistic Kitty Pride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so yeah, that, that makes more sense. Because before I it was like, okay, so we know that Judge Death is not going to kill this guy. So I thought Judge Death was going to tell him his origin story, and then the guy was going to go kill himself or something. But it didn't work out that way. No, it makes gen more sense gen now. generally your death gets the job done. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> generally, generally, uh, but yeah. So Hershey kind of figures out that Judge Death is oh because she finds the guy's article. Mm. Um, he was writing that Judge Death was back, and uh, that's when she's like, "We need to get Dread involved. He'll want to know yep. about this." Yep, yep. 
and of course he would. Oh yeah. Uh, but that's we finally get to Judge Death telling his story. This is probably what chapter three or something. Mm. Um, but uh, basically, he's kind of fucked up from the start. Like he likes causing pain to this poor dog. dog of his. Yeah, this poor dog Woofy. He like how cruel is what he does to Woofy when he has the ball and he does it so that like the Woofy smashes his head into the into the table. He throws the ball. Yeah, and uh, I felt pretty bad for the dog. And then what happens to him later. But also his sister, like, tells on him and he gets in trouble. Yeah. Um, And he doesn't like that. But he then takes the ball and throws it off a cliff and the dog follows. (laughs) Poor Wolfie, when he's going down, when he sees his face, when he's headed downwards, he's like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Which I I hope to think most dogs are smarter than that. Like, at least I think they are, but maybe not. Some, Some would be, some wouldn't be, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, sad. <laughs> um, but then we find out that he also tries to kill his sister. He puts oh, yeah. some kind of like, like a squid or something. Yeah, it's like almost like an alien at first. I thought it was from aliens, like, but it's a or a spider potentially. Yeah. yeah, it's it sort of looks like an alien face hug. I don't know what it is exactly, but it's bad news. You know. Yeah, and the dad uh, pulls it off and smashes it, but she's been poisoned. Uh, so they call an ambulance, and basically she's pretty uh, messed up. What's that? She's pretty messed up for the rest of her life, yeah, really. Exactly. Yeah, she's can't get around herself and all that. Uh, but you know, he gets in trouble, but they don't, you know, because it's their son. I think they keep him around. Yeah, and then he's like <laughs> um, shooting birds. But he kind of starts. Go ahead. He's shooting birds from the window. Yeah, which is like, why the fuck are you giving that kid a gun? Yeah, I was like, why has this guy got a gun? Like, I mean, and she's like, I think Sydney ought to see a doctor. Nonsense. He's a perfectly healthy growing boy. She's like, healthy? Healthy to torture the dog? Healthy to try to kill his sister? And I'm sure he had something to do with Woofy missing. Oh, come on. You're making too much of it. I did the same kind of things when I was his age. And she's like, enough said. <laughs> yeah, which at first I just took that as like, uh, you know, they're arguing spouses, but then yeah. we find out that the husband's a bit of a psycho. Yeah, he's yeah. You find out that the judge death's dad is also just a full on like psycho as well. Like, yeah, and it's uh, a kind of like a little shop of is it little shop of horrors? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. there's the dentist that you know, what can I do? That's the most painful, pain inflicting job of all time. And he's like, I'm going to be a dentist, and that's basically the joke here with the dad. And being then a dentist. Got, like, um, they paralyze him with the thing, and then he's, like, beating the guy up and stuff. <laughs> yeah, which I was kind of like, <laughs> I don't think they actually killed that guy. And no, I was they, like, They just yeah. totally wreck him. They do all this, like, really painful surgery on him. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems, uh, I just kind of thought about this, but it seems like their world is a bit different than Dredd's world. Yeah, like, you know, they're out worse. in the countryside. Yeah, it's it, it. Yes, it is, and it's also a bit worse. Like everything, life isn't. He Judge Jeff even says that that life isn't valued as much on his world. You know, I see. so it's already a darker world than um, before they turn into Dead World. It's already a darker, more cruel place than even Mega City One kind of world. It's like a Earth Three and the yeah, DC stuff. Exactly, Earth Three, the Dark yeah. Earth. Um, but yeah so basically the son uh, is kind of an apprentice to the dad and kind of helps with his uh, crazy bullshit were you surprised Um, when the dad goes from causing painful dentists to just killing them yeah he dumps like a bunch of patients out in the snow (laughs) I was like okay alright we're doing that and then you see um, 
the judges say to him, he turns the dad in, and the and the and the judge see how dark that judge looks. Who says good work, son? He's like, thank you, sir. And it says, yeah. join the judges, beat people, kill anyone you like within reason, good rates of pay, plenty of graft, vicious nature a plus, luncheon vouchers. And he's like, interested? Yes, sir. Good. We can use a bright young lad like you. So already they're very kind of like Gestapo-ish kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I like the, the color scheme. Yeah, it's very bleak. It's it's that Wait. it's that mirror of fascism, which it, at times is more theoretically applied to dread, but here it's taken all the way, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, it's also interesting that he turned in his dad so that he could get rid of the competition for his dentistry, but this is kind of how he comes upon his... Uh, Next next career field. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, look, he's just a young guy who's trying to find himself in this crazy world, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's even uh, as a kind of pupil with the police. He helps execute his dad. He executes. Him. That's great. Yeah, like... and his dad's kind of crazy. He says, "My brain is full of worms too." And he says, "I know, Dad. I'm doing you a favor." Yes. He says, "Yes, good boy." And it's like the same words you said to the dog. Uh, yeah. He's like, good boy, yes, father. And then he like full on electrocutes him. Like, like, doesn't this show you just how much fucking more? Like, I think better. Like, uh, the Judge Red comics are to like most mainstream comics. Like, they wouldn't show this in DC. You know, you I think they would in some stuff. Like, maybe. you know, the black label stuff they have now. I suppose so, maybe. But I don't know. But this is back in the day, man. This is back in like nineteen ninety. You know, like. Oh yeah, I mean. Back then, maybe you wouldn't have seen as much of this kind of stuff. Yeah, I guess. Maybe, maybe they're, they're finally growing up over at DC, but they've taken a long time to get there. You know? I mean, you know, I'm a DC guy, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't... Uh, yeah, you're not going to you know. slam them too hard. No, I like DC as well, but sometimes I just like this kind of like cutting edge kind of stuff, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. It's a bit more sure. brutal. Well, I mean, I would almost credit these kind of creators um, that came out of... 2000 AD with bringing a lot of that to yeah. DC though, you You're know? Right. Yeah, in Constantine and stuff, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, like your British Invasion writers, so yeah. in that sense I'd say, you know, you'd have to credit Judge Dredd in some sense for that. Hell for yeah. Edginess. yeah. Hell yeah, you would have to. You'd be a fool if you wouldn't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So, um, I forget what this is. Goodbye, Cruel World. Uh... Oh, yeah, so basically he's, like, killing some of the different teachers and stuff. And at one point, oh, they kind of, you know, suspect a student, but he frames some other kid. Yep, yep. And he's like, oh, I've got an idea. Why don't we practice hunting since he's, you know, such a crazy killer? (laughs) He's like, but I'm innocent. I feel bad for this kid. But, I mean, I guess everybody else is going to die anyway. everyone's loving it. Boys, who'd like to hunt Morgie? And they're like, yay! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and he's like, they really kind of show him getting torn to pieces yeah oh yeah um, it's uh it's full on and how we enjoyed it what bloodthirsty young savages we were ah the true wisdom of youth where are they now my old school chums dead all dead purged of their sins many of them by their own hands <laughs> by my own good by hands. his own hand. yeah. yeah i love it and he's like i gather life was uh fairly cheap on your world it was not the secret institution it is here in that way we were more enlightened than you <laughs> yeah Pretty crazy guy. Well, I mean, he's a he. You know, like let's face it. At the end of the day, he has a logic to his madness, like all good psychopaths. You know. 
Yeah, I guess sometimes when we're a little worried about you with how much you admire Judge Dredd, mm. we just need to realize, hey, guys, it could be worse. Yeah, could be. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be worried about me. With me and Judge Dredd, it's the law. The law is everything. <laughs> I, I go to sleep holding that book of law. That's safe. That's good. If, if, yeah. if you start saying, you know, like Dion, like worships characters like Judge Death or the character from It, you know? There's there's a crazy oh, yeah that's pretty messed up yeah there's a crazy little guy who likes those kind of creatures you know and uh, <laughs> yeah. I remember when they were killing Pennywise in um in it chapter two Dion's like oh I feel sorry for him and I was like Jesus it's <laughs> <laughs> like the psychotic monster yeah, uh, I feel sorry for him because of that shitty second movie <laughs> you didn't like it I didn't think the second one was that great second one's not as good as the first one I mean I enjoyed bits yeah. of it though but you know. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so anyway. It, it is funny when Mrs. Gunderson, she's like, just say when, and she's like pouring the milk down onto like, uh, I don't even know what she's pouring it onto. I was, is it? They look like buttons. But um, yeah, I know. Is it like a? I, don't know what I like, I, yeah, it is a button. It is, yeah, it's and just the, like a little change thing that he keeps his junk in. I guess. Yeah, and she, he's like, ah, uh, when, <laughs> like all the milk and stuffs going everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, she trips and falls, and it's a little diversion from our story, probably and, like and a book end for that see, chapter. Um, the guy says, an unusual lady, and, and, and Death's like, a gem. He, like, likes her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. They get along pretty well, because, you know, she can't figure out who he is. And <laughs> Yeah, she's, she's happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we see... Uh, Judge Hershey, mm-hmm. and she's checking out uh, Brian's Brian Scooter's apartment, and I think this is like an AI. I'm guessing. Yeah, it reminds me of like the Star Wars thing like that pops little, out little at droid. Yeah, it's like a yeah. little house droid. It's interesting, yeah. uh, and he kind of puts her on the path of, I guess, finding. Mm-hmm. This is like the procedural stuff where she's trying to find where uh, Judge Death might be. Yeah, indeed. And um, meanwhile, we see Judge Death flashing back to the first day that he was a trainee judge, and uh, and he comes up with the concept of just uh, all criminals should be killed. Like this guy's got thirty four traffic fines um, or loitering fines. No, 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 a fine won't do. You'll just go out and loiter again, won't you? Now we've got to find and look for a more permanent solution. I think I'll sentence you to death. How does that sound? And look at the guy's face sitting next to him. He like looks at him when he says that. Yeah. And then he's and like, the the guy thinks he's joking. Yeah, ha ha stop kidding around, off. Your Honor. And then he just blows his head off, yeah. And it's just like bang. Okay. Because in this world ju- judges have absolute power. Um and, and so he can technically legally kill everyone, which is what he does. Yeah, and this one guy looks like he just has a parking ticket in his hand. Yeah. And then we have the um basically what happens then is the couple come with a they were going to get divorced but now they're not going to and he's like ah I must say it does this call good to be able to bring two people back together again for a change my good wishes for a long and happy life together thank mercy and then he just shoots them waiting wasting court's time the sentence is death <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bastard um, but he does get a little pushback from the um, yeah. from the leadership a little uh, a little pushback I would say you know yeah, he kind of like talks his way out of it. He says, um, "How many of the people sentenced will reoffend?" And he says, "Why none?" But exactly, even you have got to admit that those are good figures. 
They are totally rehabilitated. Not one of them will ever commit another crime. As far as they are concerned, I have cured the crime problem. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, you know, it's a decent point. Um, ah, Sydney, you'll be the death of us all. And he's like, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, and then they started calling him Sydney Death, and that turned yeah. into Judge Death. Yep. I was most taken by the name. I adopted it. I became trainee Judge Death. And um, and then meanwhile you have um, you have Hershey reading the material, um, and she's control. I'm beginning to think Scooter's killer could be Judge Death after all. Better call an Anderson just in case. Um, and then we have see... we seen Dread in this story yet? No, not really. I mean, it's not okay. really a Dread storyline. It's a it's a Death story. Well, yeah, I just remember because she was calling him in. I was just curious if he'd popped up yet. I don't think so. I graduated from law school with full honours. I now had a licence to kill. My only sadness was that my mother and sister could not be there to witness the ceremony because they've gone they've gone into hiding. Then he tracks them down. <laughs> the poor sister's in a wheelchair. He's like, another relapse, poor dear. Well, I think I can do something for that. And she's like, you've come to kill us, haven't you, Sydney? To judge you, sis. <coughs> Merely to judge you. And then it's like fully like he runs after them. You know, the mother's pushing like the crippled sister. He shoots the sister through the head. <laughs> She's sad, and then he, yes. the, the mother he takes her up, and and um, he's like, "Did you hurt yourself, mother? Don't worry, your pain will soon be over." Um, and then how about the bit where he's like, "And as I gazed into eyes for the last time, I like to think I could just detect a glimmer of understanding." She's like, "You're mad, Sydney, stark raving mad. You're beginning to bore me, mother." And he just throws her off into the mm, ocean, yeah, uh, which is the second in the ocean death after the dog, you know. Yeah, interesting. Um, I I think this is probably a really good, if you were reading this uh, week to week, a really good format for this story where each time you kind of just show like, and here's another really fucked up thing this guy did, and yeah. then here's the next fucked up thing he did. It's just, you know, probably would have been fun to read like that. I would have been great for now. I know when this launched, because I remember when the magazine originally launched, which was around 1990, um, there was a lot of heat on this title, because they had this and they had, had they had America, and they were both very highly regarded, you know? America was the, oh, okay, yeah, I remember America, yeah. Yeah, the, the so-called greatest Judge Dredd story of all time, and I'm like, yeah, the one that Judge Dredd's barely in, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, sure, casual fan. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, you, we should uh, look at some more lists and try to see what else, you know, how how often that pops up. Oh, look, I've got, I've got plenty of lists of best judge story stuff like Ap- oh, America's up there, but but Apocalypse War is probably my favorite of all time. You know, the Judge yeah, Shark we'll Quest. Do that one. That's Apocalypse. the one with the Russian judges. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, we could do that. We'll do that next time. Next time we do Dread Redemption, um, we'll do that. How old is that? Oh, it's it's from the early period. Like it's, okay. it's just probably about eighty one or eighty two or something, you know. Okay. Uh, rough, roughly, it might be a tiny bit later than that, but. Not, okay, not much. so we see um, he's got, you know, he had some other kind of followers of people that had similar yes uh, mindsets as him. Uh, so it's going to be you know the three other dark judges. Yep. Uh, and they basically go on a reign of terror, just like one of them burns down a school for a noise. That's Judge Violation. Fire. That's Judge Fire. Yeah, and he's like, up. it was rather a large comprehensive, I recall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I renamed uh, him in honor of the event. He became Judge Fire. <laughs> and Fear and Mortis were the other two. Yes. Um, and you know, I guess another thing that we haven't really mentioned is 
this reporter Scooter, he kind of keeps taking uh, little shots or jabs at yeah. Judge Death, and he keeps kind of warning him. He's like, you are on your last warning, Mr. Scooter. Yep, yep. No, yeah, definitely. And then um, <laughs> uh, then there's the bit where he says he fell in love, and that's where he introduces the Sisters of Death. And these were the ones who were also in Necropolis. So in Necropolis, they introduced the Sisters of Death, Phobia and Nausea. And nausea. Okay. Um, so they were very recently uh, introduced, and then he, he brings them in. So he brings in the supernatural aspect. And, yeah, and this kind of explains yeah how he became a zombie. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like you know, like you actually see that. Um, I knew as I I knew this as I beheld them there in their picture of demented loveliness. As I gazed upon the divine madness in their eyes, I felt a stirring in my breast and in my loins, such as I had never felt before. From that moment, I was theirs, and it's like okay, all right, we're we're going all the way. <clears throat> yeah, and it, it, you know, part of his love probably comes from the fact of how messed up they are and have Passively. skulls and bodies everywhere. Passively. That's a huge part of why he likes them. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would say that's maybe the real reason he likes them at all. And then I like the way that they're like, um, uh, phobias are uh, more advanced than me. She's already halfway to the spirit world and she's like, soon, I'll hardly be here at all. Interesting. And then they're doing Judge Death, they're doing all this shit to him, and she's like, done to a turn. Um, my other three, my three trusted tenants were there to witness my demise. The hour has come to depart this mortal life, and then and then you see him come out. I'm free, purged of my sins, dead and yet undead. Well, well done, that man. And um, let the dead fluids flow, let the body ripen. Enter now, fill this soulless carcass. Arise, Judge Death. And then he puts on the new helmet and the robes of office that, that they've created. And mm-hmm. um, and then the others fire upon him, and he's like, "It works." So he's, "You cannot kill what does not live." And then one of the judges says, "Pretty fine job you did there, ladies. Reckon you could do something like that for us? It would be a pleasure, boys." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, part of this transformation was like drinking poison for thirty days, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Where he's like, can barely um, get back there to get this transformation done. I love it. I love it. You know, it's just it's just so it's nuts. hardcore dedication. It is dedication, you know, to his to his law. Just as Judge Dredd is one hundred percent into it, so is Judge Death. Um, yeah, and then we see they go back with my faithful lieutenants. I paid a call on our chief judge. Ah, uh, yes, Death. I've been meaning to have a word with you. It's all this killing, 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 killing. Uh, can't you occasionally just arrest someone? That's a terrible history developing, by the way. And he's like, um, I just don't know what, what to do with you. You act like you won't be satisfied till the whole world's dead. He's like, yes, sir. The crime is life, sir. The sentence is death. And then he just, like, annihilates him. Um, and then, you know, and then the, the the other judges are just, like, little stooges to him. The other three, they're just in the background going, now that is good. Um, <laughs> they're just, like, little yes men. Um, my first act as chief judge was to declare life officially illegal. Um, and then you see them... The sisters work their sorcery upon the lieutenants, and the rest, as they say, is history. Um, so yeah, it's it's really crazy. So that's oh, you there? You there? Adam, yeah, I'm there? here. Yeah, Can you hear me? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we had a few connection issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, the rest, as they say, is history, and um, yeah, then it's basically down to. Uh, basics, and they're running the world, and it's it's just craziness. And in the meantime, in this 
present time, they're tracking down Mrs. Gunderson's apartment, yeah? Yeah. Um, I was going to say, though, I almost feel like I wish the other Dark Judges had as interesting of backstories as Judge Death, but yes. you know, they're kind of just like his cronies. Yes, I agree. I mean, and you know what? Like, that's a good point. Um, it doesn't actually show you. It just says, yeah, they, they get the same treatment, basically. As, yeah. as Judge they, they always are his lieutenants. He is always the leader. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you were saying um, I think that's Dredd and Anderson are in uh, Mrs. Gunderson's apartment. You said is that her name, Gunderson? Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Gunderson's in the kind yeah. of questioning, you know, like Hershey and and Anderson, etc. Um, yeah, but basically they got there too late, and he's already left, right? Yep, that's exactly right. But then we get another flashback to Scooter, yeah. and he's. Um, Judge Death is not happy with what he's written up from yes. his interview. It's all like, like listicle type clickbait stuff. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that is what makes him eventually kill him. Yep. But he says, you know, it's not my fault. It's my editor, which <laughs> was interesting. Yeah, it's so funny. And then um, I I still don't get it. I can sense him here. I can feel him. But outside, beyond this building, it's just a blank. He's found a way to block me out. How, I don't know. We'll get working on it. Because he's still out there somewhere. And knowing that creep, he could still be the death of us all. And you just see Dread overlooking the cityscape. Yeah, I would say um, a small criticism here would be, I almost feel like it would have been... I can see why they had the part with them finding his dead body, because then we had the procedural stuff going throughout and mm. were able to kind of do judge... Uh, dread finding him mm. but i almost feel like it would have been kind of interesting to not know that he was gonna die yeah like yeah, you yeah. know i don't know it would have been cool like to be like oh maybe he's actually gonna survive yeah true i mean as i was reading it i was like oh okay so that's the guy that's gonna he's gonna be killed yeah i agree i was almost like you know sort of yeah i i, t- I agree with what you're saying there they would have had to structure the story differently but not that differently you know, it was almost an excuse yeah. to have the judges in them, the regular judges in the comic. Yeah, exactly. And it seems like he really likes to do the the procedural stuff. I feel like any of this stuff from, like, mm. the 80s and 90s we've read has been pretty heavy. Yeah, I, um, I like it. That. I mean, look, uh, it's a fantastic little story. I'm giving it 8 out of 10. Uh, I, I'd never read it before. I really enjoyed it. It was It was fun to read. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give this one a 9. I really enjoyed it. Um, Excellent. A little bit more than the other ones. Yeah, well, that's that's good. And then the final storyline in the Young Death thing was just kind of like a, was a takeoff of the Edgar Allan Poe uh, storyline. Um, I think it was Mask of the Red Death or something like that. It's called. This is called Mask of the Judge Death. And it's basically just they're having a crazy party, end of the world party, and Judge Death turns up. Um you know, and it's it's heavily riffing off the Edgar Allan Poe storyline uh, from his short story many years ago. Okay, see, I was thinking it was probably something to that effect, but I didn't quite pick up on what it was referencing. Yeah, yeah, it's just it, it's just an old school thing, and 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 basically, in that sense, that they're having like a sort of satanic party in the Edgar Allan Poe thing, like it's kind of like an end of the world party. Um, and this is um. They're doing the same thing here during Necropolis, and they think they're safe, but of course Judge Death gets in there, and then nobody's safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was going to say that I feel like the 
um, I don't know, the leader of the party is almost drawn to look like Vincent Price, who of course did a lot of Edgar Allan Poe yes. movies. And um, and Vincent Prospero is his name, so that could be a um, oh nice yeah. And um, John McRae is an art dude. He's the guy who did famously did Hitman with Garth Ennis, which I've been meaning to read. I'll be yeah. reading that very soon. I'm I'm reading it as well. It's it's a fantastic series, Hitman. Have you ever ever read it before or or not? Uh, I've read it a little bit. Um, I think I read the JLA uh, Hitman miniseries and the right. Lobo Hitman and little bits here and there. Yeah, no, he's a cool character and um, it's a great series. Um, they should put that those trades back out again, you know, really. Uh, it's been, you know, those trades have not been in print for 10 years. Yeah, do uh, either do like those thick trades, like, um, yeah, I forget what, but also, or we have like, you know, you kind of seem to fall in love with those uh, compendiums recently. Compendiums or the thick trades like the Transmetropolitan trades they put out recently, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think they were going to do that, and they just got so little pre-orders that they just made it a Greatest Hits um, collection. Which really pissed me off, you know? Which is ridiculous. Like, who wants who wants a Greatest Hits collection? Like, nah, fuck that. What's that going to do? Yeah, no, I don't know. That's, it's just stupid. So, look, in essence, that's our Judge Death. We will do a part two Judge Death where I think we'll do the Necropolis storyline at some point in the future. Um, not not instantly, but I, I do want to say thank you, Adam, for, for taking this journey into Judge Death. Now, I hope you have a deeper understanding of the man's greatness. Yeah, man. Uh, when we started doing this, he was definitely something that I wanted to find out more about, so I enjoyed digging in. Yeah, definitely. And as I said, we'll do Necropolis next time, and then I think we'll do Day of Chaos or something, which is another really big Judge Red story. So you know, that might take us a couple of couple of um, a couple of shows to do. But yeah, and I think next time we gather for Dread or Dead, we'll do Apocalypse War, one of my all-time favorite stories. I fucking love this story so much. Um, all right, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's a great storyline. Like basically, all you need to know is like it's you know it's an analog of the Cold War. You know, because obviously when they were writing it, it was still during the Cold War with the Soviets and, um, and you know, the Americans and um, against each other locked in that battle, you know? Yeah, and we read that first case files and had a lot with the Sovs. Yes, um, yes. Like, yeah. And they build on it a little bit and then, and then it all takes off in a big way. Um, now, look, I want to say thank you to everyone who's listening. Um, if you can support Dread or Dead and the Signal of Doom Network, uh, go to patreon.com slash signal of doom for as little as one dollar per month you can contribute to the show it's highly appreciated it goes towards the cost of running the show which which you know are a monthly cost we bear so it really does help and it helps me produce more content for the show um please check out the regular signal of doom weekly show um adam anything you'd like to put out there to listeners uh no not really um you know, of course, we also have Legion Outpost. But yeah. Not exactly the same. I was thinking about it just now. We have um, the Dreadcast, or you mm. know, what do we call it? Dread or Dead, Dread which Dead. is very much a dystopian feature. But then we also do a podcast on a utopian feature of yeah. the Legion Outpost. So it's yeah. kind of interesting. I know where I'm at home. Dystopia. <laughs> and I know where I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, thank you and good night. Good night.